after the craziness that was week 15, the playoffs are officially on the way. And I don't know. Does anybody know if they're still around? That was one of the weirdest weeks of football that we've seen all season. But we're here to help. Hopefully you had enough to push your way through into the next round or at least got your week off to a good start if you're in a two-week playoffs. AJ and I were talking before the show, and both of us got bounced in one of our playoffs matchups by a combined two points between the two of us. So not off to the best start, but we're going to keep powering through because we still have plenty of other leagues. Thanks to Miles for filling in for me last week, but as well, I'm back. And AJ, I know you're not in your best mood, but at least can you tell me if that was tell me that wasn't your only playoff matchup? <laughs> no, it, it it wasn't my only one, fortunately. But uh, yeah, that's a you know it it just capped off what was what I think maybe the strangest uh, fantasy week um, in at least twenty five years. So um, I, you know the I was I heard I read the the guys at over at Number Fire. Um, JJ Zacharyson said that the Sunday touchdown point total uh, or the touchdown total for Sunday was the fewest since 1994 with only 40 total touchdowns on, uh, on the Sunday main slate. So that's the kind of week that we're, that we're dealing with here. So if you made it through, congratulations. Um, You know, I wouldn't pat myself on the back too much, Uh, but if you, if you didn't uh, you, you know, this is just the way fantasy goes. Don't know why we play this game, but we do, and uh, just got to roll with the punches this season. Yeah, we're gonna tell ourselves we're done. I'm not playing this, and by the time draft season comes around, I'll be in five or six more leagues than I was this year. So that's just the way the beast is. Luckily, like I said, that was not the only league that I was in the playoffs for. When I got bounced with my work league, I'm in the actually made it to the championship in YQB list staff league, so I'm pretty excited for that. Squeak by yeah, baby. thanks to a great game on Tuesday night for Cooper Cup. So let's see if I can bring home one of those titles. And we're going to try and help you guys bring home those titles. As always, we're going to start off with the running back position. And for, once again, we have a pretty big name to start off the show, and that is Ronald Jones due to the numerous injuries that happened with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Leonard Fournette, the updates aren't sounding good for him. So Ronald Jones may have more of just a one-week value that we were kind of thinking at the beginning of the day today so aj tell me why ronald jones is such a high priority give me some give me some more information yeah well you know we had leonard fournette coming into week 15 with the um with the ankle injury and uh and he actually left with a hamstring injury and that and and so that he he looks week to week um he's almost certainly going to miss week 16 and possibly more so that could be the rest of your fantasy season um so that sets up ronald jones to come back into the limelight um the uh the buccaneers just signed uh i think they're signing Le'Veon bell uh to the active roster but um to me that's that's not really going to be um especially in week 16 something that threatens uh uh threatens Ronald Jones, because I mean, we, we saw, you know, Le'Veon Bell doesn't seem to have much in the tank from uh, from his uh, earlier season uh, foray into uh, in, in the in the Ravens backfield. So um, to me, I think it's more of a depth piece for them. And I, I just think, you know, Ronald Jones is in a, he's an explosive uh, electric runner. Um, you know, obviously he's got his downsides. He's got, um, you know, kind of rocks for hands. Um, but um is he's not going to be that great of a pass catcher for them. Um, 
And there's always the the chance. My, my one worry with with Rojo is that if he does fumble, which he has shown a little bit of a propensity to do over the last couple seasons, um, he just hasn't had the opportunity to this season. Uh, but if he does fumble, um, we could see him just completely uh, scripted out. Um, Arians has done it before. He's put him in the doghouse before. Uh, Tom Brady, I don't think likes it when, uh, when running backs drop the ball, no quarterback does, but, um, but still, I mean, with, with all of that being said, I mean, you look at the volume and you look at the, the fact that, that in week 16, you know, Tampa Bay, you know, I expect them to be at, in a positive game script against Carolina, um, who has plenty of their own offensive issues. Um, Chris Godwin is out for the season. Mike Evans is hurt. Um, so Tampa Bay is coming into week 16, you know, probably wanting to rely on the run. Uh, so for me, I mean, all those things, I mean, I, obviously Leonard Fournette has been, you know, a top five back half the season. So, um, so with that uh, all being said, even with a little bit of the risk with Ronald Jones, it just seems like he's going to have that RB two workload just right off the bat. And I mean, that is something that if, if you can, if you can grab him off waiver wires, he's at 36% roster. So he's, he's available in a good, a good chunk of leagues, um, then do that. And that, and that's why, you know, Callan, you've been saying too, playoffs, you know, it's the time to get, to get these backup running backs because you don't know when an injury is going to knock, uh, is going to knock your starter or maybe even the, the guy that you're playing, knock his starter out. So, um, you know, it's just one of those, it's just one of those fantasy things that, um, you know, Ronald Jones could end up being a league winner for, you now. Yeah, we kind of all knew that Ronald Jones was going to have some value at some point. The Leonard Fournette story was way too good to be true, just based on how Tampa Bay's used their backs. And now, like you said, he's likely going to help win you some fantasy championships. It's not going to shock me if Leonard Fournette goes on IR, but the Bucks have the NFC South pretty locked up at this point. It's not official, but they're going to win the NFC South. They're playing for the 1C, but they've shown this in the past. They don't really care about the 1C as much. They're going to rest their guys. They're going to get healthy. So I expect them to probably play it safe for net, put him on IR, which will make Ronald Jones extremely valuable. Like you said, a very solid RB2, and in the right matchup, could even boost up to that RB1 status. So he's by far clearing away number one priority this week. And if you're still in your fantasy playoffs, drive, I'm sure you don't have much fab left, but drop every single dollar left on him and make sure you get him on your rosters because this is a league winner right there. The rest of the running backs, it's not as cut and dry. I don't think you make a clear case as a the clear number one. Everyone's going to have a different side. So, AJ, who is your second priority at the running back position this week? Or who are some other options that you can go through if you somehow do miss out on Ronald Jones? Actually, I'm going to stay in the same game. Um, you know, l- last week uh, we talked a little bit, and actually before their uh, week 14 bye, uh, we talked a little bit about Amir Abdullah versus Chuba Hubbard in Carolina. And looking at Carolina's schedule to finish out the season, you know, they got Tampa Bay twice. So coming up in, um, uh, in, in this week and then, and then in a couple weeks, um, you know, we kind of expect them to be in a little bit more of a negative game script. And so actually, I, I mean, I think we already saw in week 15, the tables kind of turned a little bit where we're seeing a little bit more value out of Amir Abdullah than, um, than Chuba Hubbard. So um, I think that continues um, I think it's, you know, obviously it's a little bit riskier of a play than someone like Ronald Jones, who looks to slot right into the starting, uh, into the starting spot. But, um, but I, you know, I think going up against Tampa Bay, 
Um, I think Abdullah will continue to be involved, and he's my favorite back uh, for Week 16 out of Carolina's backfield. The one concern I have for Abdullah is we don't know who their quarterback is. Sam Darnold might be back. Cam Newton could start. Heck, they could go to P.J. Walker for all we know at this point because they've been playing so bad lately. So that's a big issue. But like you said, the game script's there. You're going to be down against Tampa Bay, even if Tampa Bay has everybody on their starting lineup injured. You're probably going to be down against this team. So there's a lot of chances to throw. Abdullah's been on the field for 50% of snaps in two straight games now after a bye week. So I, I, I would agree with you. This is a very good matchup to take advantage of. You just wonder if the quarterback position hinders some of that excitement a little bit. And speaking of excitement, Justin Jackson's the next man guy on this list. And, you know, obviously he didn't have anything great. 13 carries, 86 yards last week. And now because of this COVID news, there is extreme value with him of Austin Eckler being placed on the COVID list. So let's hypothetically say Austin Eckler, we find out by the time you're submitting your waiver bids that Austin Eckler is out. He's not going to clear protocol in time. Does he jump ahead of Ronald Jones by any chance for if you need to win this week or you still want to go for Ronald Jones? Um, I, I'd still go with Ronald Jones just because I think that he's going to be there for the rest of the season, kind of no matter what. Um, Austin Eckler is um, is an interesting case with the COVID list. He went on, but then he went back to being questionable. So it's a little bit hard to know exactly what's happening there. Um, but Justin Jackson had a great week 15, uh, kind of, uh, spelling Austin Eckler anyway. Um, and that, that's the other thing with Eckler is that he's been amazing. Um, but he has been nursing, um, an injury. And so I could even see Justin Jackson taking a little bit more work, a little bit, um, to, to continue to give Eckler a little bit of rest, even if he is playing, um, it's probably a little bit too risky so if Eckler's active it's a little bit more of a desperation um hope that Justin Jackson kind of can can repeat what he had but I mean 13 attempts for 86 yards um you know that he scored over 10 points and a half PPR so that's a great week for a backup running back so uh for me it's um it's definitely something to watch for for Eckler um it it seems like he you know it seems like he might be fine. It's a little bit still unclear what's coming out of Los Angeles for that, but, um, but you know, it could be one of those. Uh, it, it it's just one of those weeks where you know any of these recommendations you kind of have to keep checking. You know, not not just uh, mm-hmm. Wednesday, you know, and not just Thursday, which. Um, I, I think we mentioned at the top, but, you know, waivers are on a day earlier. So that's why you're hearing this podcast a day later, because um, we want to give you as much up to date news as possible. But, um, you know, it, you, you got to turn those push notifications on, you know, apologize to your family on Christmas morning when, when they're dinging on your phone. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's it's just going to be that kind of a fantasy playoffs. Yeah, that's, that's a really great point as well. You we didn't get too much into because of the wackiness with the schedule and waivers are being pushed off and keep an eye on that. There's already some news from Kansas city that they're in a bit of a, a little bit of an outbreak. So who knows if that game ends up getting pushed to push back a few days again. So really that's great advice. Put the push notifications on constantly check with regards to these guys. Cause any second someone's handcuff is going to be extremely valuable. And we've talked about getting those weeks that have passed, but never is it more important than it has been last week and this week to, Make sure you have your viable handcuffs and guys you can fill in on the fly because your lineup can change at the drop of a hat at this point. 
But the final running back who I wanted to go a little bit more deeper into is Craig Reynolds for the Detroit Lions. It's the second straight week he's gone over 100 yards, 26 carries, 112 yards. And they're playing the Atlanta Falcons this week. We've mentioned on the show many times to attack the Atlanta Falcons. We don't know what this backfield's going to look like. We don't know if Jamal Williams is going to be back. We don't know if DeAndre Swift is going to be healthy. So how do you approach this Lions backfield because of these question marks that we have? Yeah, it, it's it, it's tough. I mean, because because Craig Reynolds has been a revelation, you know, uh, and, you know, he's still only 13 percent rostered. You know, we highlighted him last week heading into the first round of, of playoffs. So hopefully hopefully you're sitting here patting yourself on the back and 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 you did great and picked up Craig Reynolds and 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 got this good usage out of him. But, um, you know, it, it's it's a little bit hard to know exactly what the lines are going to do because it's not just the injuries and it's not just COVID. You know, they're also playing for a draft pick. They're, um, you know, the, the rumors, you know, still haven't really gone away that they might put DeAndre Swift on IR, which at this point in the season uh, would seem to make a lot of sense. So um, it, it seems to me uh, that, you know, to me, you have to add him and but it may just be someone that, you know, you, you find out a little bit closer to game time that, you know, maybe DeAndre Swift is back or maybe Jamal Williams is back or you know, maybe Jared Goff is not, is not available. And uh, the Lions are trotting out Tim Boyle and that kind of, all those things would downgrade Craig Reynolds for me. And then you just have to pivot away. But I think right now with the uncertainty there and with the fact that he has just been lighting it up and he's got Atlanta coming up, um, you have to at least add him because if he does go and he is the number one, then I think he's a great play. Are there any other running backs that, are worth monitoring this week. There's been some slight injury news, so handcuffs or something like that. Just give me a few more names that you don't have to go as deep, but names to monitor, names to keep an eye on as as we go on in this week. Yeah, you know, I, I I think it's worth you know mentioning Duke Johnson with with, with his big blow up, but that's really just as a warning. I wouldn't um, I, I would value some of these other names over him because I think with Miles Gaskin back, potentially Salman Ahmed, Malcolm Brown. It, I think that he's he's um, made a case for more playing time, but it's still it'll be kind of split in Miami. Um, and, you know, with them going up against New Orleans, that's hard to trust. But uh, the the one the one backup that I would really uh, recommend is is uh, Samaj P. Ryan uh, with Joe Mixon kind of, you know, banged up again. Um, I Samaj P. Ryan is exactly that kind of a guy, very similar to similar to like a Ronald Jones, where, man, if if news comes out later this week that um, that he's, you know, questionable or that he's going to be limited or something, then Samaj P. Ryan could um, really, you know, become incredibly valuable. He's filled in. He's filled in adequately in the past. Um, and so that that's definitely a name. Um, that, that I'd keep my eyes on. But then again, you know, just any of these backups to um, to kind of our your workhorse running back ones, you know, if you have the spots for them, then, you know, the, this is when you put them in there because you don't know what, what news we're going to get later in the week. Absolutely. And we're recording this as we, as the Tuesday games are wrapping up. So we have a little bit more clarity on this Philadelphia situation. There's some talk about potentially adding Jordan Howard. Personally, I'm avoiding this like the plague. I just think that this is such a this is a backfield that I just don't want to go anywhere near. And as we're recording, Howard did get 15 carries for 69 yards, but Miles Sanders got 18 carries for 131 yards. So, is there any interest in Jordan Howard? Is he kind of going that same 
you get him as a handcuff, but that's about it at this point. They've got a good matchup, and Philadelphia wants to use Howard. But you know, if if you watch some of the game tonight, um, you know it, it definitely seemed like Sanders was definitely the one A, and Howard, um, you know, definitely got his carry. So they're going to keep splitting that. So um, again, I, I think Howard only really has value if he can get that goal line work and if he can um, rush it in. But as we saw tonight, it seems like the goal line work is all Jalen Hurts is for now. So. Um, mm-hmm. So Howard is somebody that I would not, I wouldn't want to start in my in my semifinals. Um, but if you are in a deeper league or if you're desperate, then you know you know that he's going to get some touches. We're going to move over to the wide receiver position, and once again, the wide receiver position is highlighted by your boy Russell Gage. He's still fifty percent rostered. I thought we were done talking about Russell Gage, but apparently never. He still he still gets the match. I feel like he's the guy you're going to be keeping at ninety eight percent roster. Be like, oh, we gotta get him to hundred, guys. This is just this is just your guy, and rightly so. <laughs> Eleven targets, eight receptions, ninety one yards last week, and he plays the Detroit Lions. I'm not even gonna let you go too in depth on that. I think he's just a clear, obvious number one with wide receivers, and you play the Lions. You go get Russell Gage because this is for real. I don't think Calvin Ridley's probably gonna come back this year at this point. So he's the number one receiver in Atlanta, and that has plenty of value. So we'll move over to the next man up. And I'm just going to ask you, who is the next man up? We know you're in love with Russell Gage. You know you're in Atlanta watching right now, <laughs> just seeing how they're going to use him in, in practice and how much do you see of you. But who's the next receiver on your target list? If I know you have all the Russell Gage shares in your leagues, but if for some reason I, you can't get Russell Gage, who's your next target? Yeah, he's probably not available in any competitive leagues right now. But, um, you know, n- number two is really close. And, and for me, it's just it's a certainty play, um, you know, with with Green Bay. You know, right right now, Green Bay is actually the only team. Um, I'm not sure if this is the case after tonight's games, but I think the only team that has actually clinched, clinched a division in the whole league. Um, so they are in um, they're in pole position for that uh, number one seed. Um, and so with Marquez Valdez Scantling, um, he, he's a little bit more of like a boom bust guy. Um, but I do think that there are fewer variables kind of standing in his way of fantasy relevance. So you've obviously got, uh, the great offense, the, um, team that's playing well, you've got Aaron Rodgers, um, and you know, Valdez Scantling, I think he's been a, um, uh, a, a top 10 receiver, um, in, I think two of the last three weeks or three of the last four weeks. Um, but, you know, had another great week this week with, uh, with 98 yards and a, and a touchdown on five receptions. So, um, you know, I think that particularly if you are, you know, if you're heading into kind of the semifinal, you might be going up against somebody who had a bye last week. Uh, so, so you might be an underdog. So I think Valdez Scantling is the perfect ad for, for a team like that, where you want somebody to boom um, with, you know, potentially some some decent floor as the wide receiver two out of green bay i think it's a really it's close it's close yeah it's really it's a really good idea to bring that up as well as look at your matchup if you are like you said facing someone who had a bye who has dominant roster the clear number one seed and you're gonna have to really push to try and win you may have to take some of these boom bust shots and instead of taking the safety go for the high upside plays so that's a really good point to really monitor your matchup and who you're going up against so you know which helps help you make your decision. And another name that plays into that similar mindset is Gabriel Davis, who last week had five receptions, 85 yards, but two touchdowns Whew. for Buffalo yeah, in a win against Carolina. We got excited about, excited about Emmanuel Sanders, and then he got hurt. 
if he's not out there, does Gabriel Davis, you know, you said it's close. Is he, is he the next man up in that? Is he the next closest to Valdez Cantlin? Yeah, he's awesome. Um, I mean, Gabe Davis looks great. Um, the the only, I, I mean, honestly, so if Emmanuel Sanders comes back, then that's that there's a whole wrench in things. Um, I don't, it doesn't seem like he will. The knee issue, um, doesn't seem, I mean, it, it doesn't seem like they're, uh, that they're, that there's a lot of news about his knee getting better or him returning to practice. So, um, I would imagine that Emmanuel Sanders is out, but if, if he, if he comes back for some reason, then obviously, uh, Gabe Davis is, you know, obviously that, that takes a hit, but, um, the, the one big con is that they're playing new England. And if you remember, they just played him two weeks ago. Uh, the bill, the bills in new England, you know, slugged it out to a 10 to 14, uh, loss. And, uh, you know, the, the, the silver lining in that is that Davis still had a pretty good game. Um, but the, the more negative side is that, you know, with such a low, um, you know, potential scoring output, uh, that is a little bit riskier. And that's the only reason I kind of have MVS above Gabe Davis, but, um, but overall, I mean, 23 points in week 14 and half PPR, uh, still only 19% rostered. Um, again, if, uh, oh, and, uh, Josh Allen loves to throw to him in the red zone. So all those things are great, man. And so if, uh, that, that's another potential spike score, um, that, that you could get in the, in the playoff semifinals. So, um, definitely, you know, I, I think Gabriel Davis and Mar- and Marcus Valdez scaling are kind of neck and neck for me. Um, but just with the slight edge to MVS. Yeah, I completely agree. Gabriel Davis, there's a lot to like with him. He's only 19% rostered in league, so he's widely available and can provide the upside you need for your fantasy playoffs, as well as Marcus Valdez scaling. And similarly, he's a guy I thought you would be a little more higher on, but we may have covered it with the Detroit backfield about why we aren't as high. And that's Amon Ross St. Brown, who's had 11 more targets in three straight weeks, who we've mentioned a few times on this show. I'm very high on him, but there is some confusion with Detroit. So tell me why you're not as high on Amon Ross St. Brown as I would have expected at this point. It's just, it's just hard for me to think of putting a Lions receiver in my starting lineup for the fantasy uh, semifinals. Honestly, um, it, it's also, I mean, again, it's just, it's just unknowns uh, with Jared Goff. I mean, I, I downgraded him a little bit today with news that Jared Goff was going on the COVID list. Now he could come right back off now that the NFL and the NFLPA have, you know, more relaxed protocols, um, but. You know, I mean, Tim Boyle, if Tim Boyle's throwing Amon Ross St. Brown the ball, then definitely he's not going to he's not going to crack my my top three. But um, but no, he's he's had, you know, it's his third week in a row with 11 or more targets. And again, he's going up against the Falcons who are not going to put up much of a fight. So. Um, I, you know, I don't blame anybody. There's a reason his, you know, he, he keeps climbing. He's still only 30% rostered. I imagine he'll be higher next week. Had another great week 14. Um, so I can't blame anybody for doing it, but you know, those, um, it, uh, it's just so hard to know what a tanking team is going to do and you throw back uncertainty and, you know, I, I'm not out on him, but I think that, you know, he, he's kind of more in that top five priority. Um, you know, I hope it doesn't, you know, come back to bite me category. And similarly, there's another wide receiver you have on the list. This is Laquan Treadwell, who's in a similar boat of, 
yeah, he's getting the work, but he plays for a bad team in the Jaguars. So is it the same kind of question as you just don't want to play a Jack, a Jaguar in your fantasy semifinals? Yeah. I, it, it, again, the, I, we're getting into kind of the, the desperation plays or the, or the fill-ins, you know, I, I think that these would be good guys to have on your roster, but I'm hoping that I have other options available to me. And if you've made it to this point in the season, hopefully you too, you do too. But you know, if, um, but you know, now, especially with, um, with all of the inactives and the, um, and all the uncertainty around the league, you know, it, it, it's definitely worth stashing some of these guys to see because they could be worth a spot start. So yeah, LeCron, LeQuan Treadwell has kind of come out of nowhere. Um, and that's my only other fear is that as quickly as he's come out of nowhere, the last couple of weeks, he could, he could disappear right back there, especially in this offense. I guess my final question for I just got to go a little bit more in depth and is the Tampa Bay wide receivers, Tyler Johnson and Brashad Perryman. We know Godwin's out for the rest of the season. Mike Evans status is up in the air and Leonard Fournette is likely going to be out for an extended period of time. If all these guys are out, do these guys climb up the list a little bit or is it still a little confusing? Which Tampa Bay receiver do you prefer? How do you approach that this situation or do you just kind of avoid it because it's all confusing? I, I think they're both interesting. Um, actually, I think that um, Brashad Perriman just went on the COVID-19 list as well. So, you know, again, uncertainty, you, if, if you're noticing a theme here. Um, but uh, I, I think with the challenge with Tampa Bay is you don't know exactly where they're going to go, and they're, they might not need to pass all that much. It's another reason why I think Ronald Jones is such a great play, um, just because I don't know how much they're going to do. Now, Tom Brady might want to kind of come back and, shut everybody up after being shut out uh, by the saints. But um, you know, to, to me, it's um, it, it's, it's a little bit matchup, you know, it's a little bit of a game script. Um, but for me, I would actually rather um, go back to the well with somebody like KJ Osborne or pick up Jalen Guyton, um, you know, as a, as, as somebody who might come through and has done it a little bit more recently, even though, you know, for Osborne this week was just um, you know, he, he was, he was such a, I was so high on him this week. And then the Vikings just did absolutely nothing against uh, a bear secondary that had zero of their starters available. So, um, but ne- next week against, against the Rams, I'd rather trust somebody like KJ Osborne or um, somebody that I've seen kind of uh, score multiple weeks in a row and Jalen Guyton, than kind of dive into the Tampa Bay reserves. And that's completely fair. Like I said, a lot of things are uncertain, but you want to try and make it, as certain as possible, and it's just a little confusing at the moment of Tampa Bay. I probably would steer clear, but I would agree if I was to choose one, I would go with Tyler Johnson. He seemed to be the guy that Brady was going to a little bit more, but try or no, he's not tried well. Perryman did catch the game winning touchdown in overtime, so maybe that gives him some points. So we'll see. We'll move over to the tight end position. I believe we covered most of the wide receivers. If you want some more on these guys or some deeper names, feel free to check out AJ's waiver wire article which will be out around the same time you are listening to this podcast to go through names so as for the tight ends i don't think there's the major name there's no longer a high sort of guys that we were talking about earlier who would be your top priority if you need to stream the tight end position obviously if you're in this point in the playoffs you probably have an established tight end but if you need to continue streaming it where are you looking at if if so i'm going to las vegas because 
this is if Darren Waller is out, obviously. If he's in, this doesn't this doesn't count. But uh <laughs> but uh Foster Moreau, I, I think that uh, you know, with the with the matchup against Denver, you know, it's not a great matchup, but I still think that the targets are gonna be there. Um in in week uh, 15, it seemed like Cleveland really kind of showed the game plan for really shutting down Hunter, Hunter Renfro, um, and that was to the benefit of Foster Moreau. So it, it does seem like kind of whoever a defense focuses on, um, they're going to be able to shut down um, either the tight end or uh, wide receiver position in, for, for Renfro. Um, but I, I, but for that reason, I think that Foster Moreau is a good play um, you know, he, he had another nine targets in, in week 15, seven reception, 65 yards. So uh, a great week for a tight end, you know, you can't, you, you can't ask for too much more, um, unless you've got Travis Kelsey or George Kittle or Mark Andrews. But, um, again, yeah, I mean, if Waller's out, it seems pretty obvious to me that Foster Moreau is going to have that guaranteed workload, um, and should have a pretty solid floor. I'll throw Cole Komet out there too, as my next man up after Foster Moreau last week against say. In the loss to the Vikings, he had nine targets, six receptions, 71 yards. You put it in the notes, but he's gotten mixed in the goal line. He's getting plenty of work. And with Robinson's status, probably unlikely the Bears are now out of it. They've officially been out of the playoffs. So maybe you want to see what they have more of Cole Komet. I believe there's a lot of upside there. If you need to go for the big play, they're playing Seattle. And that's a matchup that a lot of teams have taken advantage of through the air. So I think Cole Komet could be due for a huge week. I agree with Foster Moreau to probably be one for me, but I would put Cole Komet pretty close to me at as number two. I'm very intrigued with that. Any other names that are worth mentioning or think it's just worth moving on from tight end position? Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, Cole Komet. I mean, there's definitely risk there, but I, but I think that you know nine targets in week 15 is a is a great thing to to, to go on. He's really involved in the offense. Uh, just. Just be prepared for that random Jimmy Graham touchdown. Oh, it's going <laughs> to happen the moment you start him. Uh, but no, I, I think, uh, you know, I wanted to see kind of how Ricky Seals Jones uh, did tonight. And I think it was kind of a pretty middling performance. Uh, Gerald Everett um, definitely, you know, continues to be involved. I think that this version of Russell Wilson, the kind of still coming back from injury, Russell Wilson is definitely looking more Gerald Everett's way. So I, I definitely like that as a um, kind of on the op on the other end of the, uh, of the ball um, of the bears. So having the bears next week, um, I think Gerald Everett, Everett could be a good play. And then kind of a little bit of a deeper one or a little bit of a more risky one is going back to James O'Shaughnessy, um, you know, solid, solid week, 15, four targets, four receptions, 60 yards. Um, I think they're going to get more of the same with that. Um, and with New Jersey coming up, you know, it all depends on how the how the running game goes for Jacksonville. But if James Robinson is is healthy and running well, then you know they might not be passing as much. So um, I, I I think Gerald Everett would probably be uh, kind of up there with um, with with some of the other names just just because of the involvement. And then the obligatory Evan Ingram message: If you need a safe floor, Evan Ingram's there. Kenny Galladay has not performed. Uh, Sterling Shepard tore his Achilles. On Sunday, Darius Tony. We who knows if we'll see him. So there will be targets. Who's yeah, throwing and, it? To and, him? I don't know, but there's going to be work. Yeah. And they're playing the Eagles, who are the worst matchup in terms of tight ends. So there's a True. lot of a safe floor for him. So if you want to have some safety, you can't go wrong there. We'll transition over to the quarterback position, which I don't think is as 
exciting as it's been in the past. Their names aren't flashy, but there's plenty of upside. Who would be your top streamer if you need to fill in for a quarterback position? If you may be without Lamar Jackson once again, if he's out, etc. Well, Callan, we have to talk about Taysom Hill. We we just have to talk about it. Do because he 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 ruined us. (laughs) He 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 might have single handedly taken a lot of people out of their playoffs this week after so many times coming through. Um, He's sixty percent roster, so this doesn't even count. This is all off the record. But um, but but I will say that if you survived the Taysom Hill whatever that was in week fifteen, I'd still go back to do it again. I'm I, I would still go back in week 16 and start him up just because what's available and the upside is just I mean it's just there so um you know fool me once I guess but um but you know it, it he you know Hill's available in 40 percent of leagues so he might be out there I wouldn't hesitate to to fire him up again if I needed a streamer but I don't know do you feel burned I feel burned, but I agree it's the best option we kind of have out there. That's a little bit cheating, but it's worth mentioning trying to calm some of the nerves. If people do drop and want to panic from Taysom, I'd go back to the well. This rushing floor is just so safe. and It's playing Denver, which is not exact. or excuse me, playing Miami. I was looking at the wrong matchup, but that's something you can play well enough against. So I, I'm willing yeah. to go back to Taysom. I'll, I'll dive on the Taysom Hill bandwagon at this point. So... We'll see. Oh, I, 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 I like that. You'll you'll die on that hill. I like that. Um, pun puns puns when we're uh, sad. I, I wasn't even trying, for it, but it works. It works. But if uh, the Taysom Hill options not out there, like I said, he's only forty percent rostered, so he's slightly or available, so he's slightly off our usual track. But if you can't get Taysom, where are you looking? Well, if, if Lamar Jackson is out, man, Tyler Huntley sure did a good impression. Uh, two passing touchdowns, two rushing touchdowns. Um, you know, definitely in super flex leagues, I would be, I would be scrambling to get Tyler Huntley. So, um, he, he's definitely a good grab. Uh, he's, he's only 5% rostered. They're playing Cincinnati. Um, so I, I think that could be a fantastic fill in because again, you know, it's a, it's a recurring theme when you're streaming quarterbacks, you know, you, you'll take some limited passing upside for that rushing potential. So Tyler Huntley's got that in spades, uh, ran for 73 yards in week 15, um, against green Bay. So, um, you know, the, he, he's definitely a, a great play there. And really pretty much everybody else that kind of tops out my list is, has that rushing potential. So Justin Fields, I think is a great, uh, is still a good option at 26% roster. Um, you know, Cam Newton, even, uh, I mean, Cam Newton might not even start in week, uh, in week 16, but I think he was the number three quarterback in week 15. So, um, so, you know, it, it, you, you've, you've got a lot of, uh, that that's just that's just where the rushing upside is. So so for me, that's kind of where I'm gonna throw my uh, throw my lot in if if I really need a streaming quarterback is somebody who can, you know, pick up that rushing touchdown, uh, pick up a few a few yards on the ground. Yeah, I I don't blame you. I don't know if I can go back to Cam Newton because of the question. Even if he does start, it's just I don't trust it. I really don't trust it at this point. But it's the rushing floor is great there. One name I'll throw if you want to go away from the rushing. It has a very safe floor and a safe matchup. It's Jimmy Garoppolo. These past few weeks, he's starting to look. He's been impressing me, and he's got a matchup with the Titans. That's something to take advantage of. It's another 
question of if you want safety or upside. If you want the upside, I do think the Russian quarterbacks, I would take the Huntley for upside. I would take Taysom Hill for upside. But if you need a safe 20 points or so, I think Jimmy Garoppolo is about as safe as they come. And the way the 49ers are playing, they're playing a lot better lately. Playing against a good matchup in Tennessee. I would have no issues if you wanted to stream Jimmy Garoppolo this week. Yeah, I I, I think that Jimmy Garoppolo and even um, you know Tua Tagovailoa, I think that both of those are probably kind of that safer range. You know, you don't anticipate that they'll get you less than fifteen points. Um, To me, I think I I think twenty is kind of the upper limit for somebody like Jimmy G. Um, But you know, but again, a, a safer floor. You know, obviously if you know, you, Cam Newton's a great example. It's like you've got Jimmy G, who's probably going to get you at least 15, but Cam Newton could get you three or 30. Uh, so, you know, it, it's just kind of your uh, your risk tolerance there. But, um, but yeah, so if, if you need upside, then I'm definitely going with a Russian quarterback. But, you know, I think if you just need, you know, slow and steady, then uh, Jimmy G to, uh, I mean, you know, I, I, I wouldn't do it, but even Matt Ryan is kind of out there and with, with a good matchup against Detroit. So um, you kind of, you know, th- there are definitely some names that are out there and available that are all, um, you know, kind of under that 50% rostered. But, um, but yeah, that you kind of got to pick your poison there as, as far as if you want to go safe or, uh, or, or, or if you're looking for a, a, a rocket ship. I came into this thinking that quarterback was going to be a little ugly for streaming. You talk me into it. It's not as bad as I've expected. So, so there's a light at the end of that tunnel. Yeah, so I'm actually yeah. a little more optimistic about quarterback streaming if you needed to for your finals. And then finally, you've got the defense streamers, just like we always do. We'll run through a couple of good matchups. Take it away. What, where are you looking if you want to pick up a defense to stream this week? So start off Los Angeles Chargers. They are uh, at Houston. And anytime we say at Houston – at Detroit, at the Jets, at Jacksonville, you know that those are going to be good. So, um, so you've got the Chargers at, at Houston; they're fifty percent rostered, so available in about half of leagues. You've got Atlanta at Detroit. So, uh, Atlanta has not been a good defense; they're only four percent rostered, and there's a really good reason for that. But if you look at the last last few weeks, you know um, the Atlanta defense has scored touchdowns in two of the last three weeks. So. Um, I like them as a deeper play um, or, you know, even potentially as a, um, as a DFS stream, if, if, uh, if, if their prices are right. Um, the other, um, the other kind of deeper play that I like is Las Vegas uh, with Teddy Bridgewater going out with a concussion. It doesn't look like he's going to be back in week 16. Uh, so that means Drew Locke is going to be under center for the Broncos and, you know, Las Vegas has been a little bit hit or miss. Their uh, defense was definitely better at the beginning of the season. Uh, but, you know, I think that Drew Locke is a great opportunity for takeaways. And that's that's really what you want. You want those opportunities for for big score weeks for uh, for defenses. So I like Las Vegas there um, as well as a little bit of a um, kind of a low rostered play. Yeah. And the final name I'll throw out there is Philadelphia. We've kind of mentioned them throughout, that their schedule is great. And it's even better when you play the New York Giants, who have either Mike Glennon or Jake Fromm starting. Either way, you take advantage of that. You saw them play pretty well against Garrett Gilbert this week. I don't know who's really better, Garrett Gilbert or Jake Fromm or Mike Glennon. The point is, you take advantage of that matchup. So I'm very interested in Philadelphia if you can't get one of those other top guys with, uh, say, Los Angeles. But I think defenses. There are some good matchups for you to take advantage of if you need to for your semifinals. 
So to wrap up, like we always do, like we'll it. go through the top of the positions real fast and our priorities at each. We know running back number one is Ronald Jones. That's given. But who are your next two priorities if you miss out on Ronald Jones and need to fill in the running back position? Uh, number two for me is Amir Abdullah. Uh, again, this is it's the playoffs, so I think if you're looking for some somebody that guaranteed for this week or as guaranteed as we can be right now, then uh, you go for Amir Abdullah. Um, and then number three for me is Justin Jackson. Yeah, I think I would even put Justin Jackson over Abdullah just for the upside play of if Eckler is held out due to COVID protocols. There's a lot. And for the same reason, I think I'm going to put Craig Reynolds at three just because if there's no Williams or Swift, that matchup against Atlanta is so good. So if you want to go for the upside there, if you need someone who you have to fill in, you want someone for sure is going to play, Amir Abdullah is a great play. So he's right in there as well. But I'm going to prefer to shoot for the upside of these claims and hope I can catch lightning in the bottle if you need it. But if you need the safety, Amir Abdullah is a very fine play as well. Wide receivers, same thing. We know who your number one is. It's Russell Gage. But who would be your next couple priorities at that position? Don't worry, I'm not even going to count Russell Gage. I'll, okay. we'll, we'll just say that we'll just say that he's uh, he's 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 my star. So no, uh, number one after him, um, I'm going to go Marquez Valdez Scantling, and then close behind Gabriel Davis, and then for me at number three, it's it's almost a tie between Amon Ross St. Brown and back to the well with KJ Osborne. Yep, I'll repeat that. I like those three. I think Amon Ross St. Brown. I love St. Brown with that quarterback possession. Keeps him at three. If we find out Goff's playing, maybe he squeaks ahead of Gabriel Davis or Scantling. Barely, barely. But those three are pretty interchangeable. I like that. So, and who would you start, Russell? Russell Gage or Devontae Adams this week? <laughs> uh, next question. Have to, have to keep you on your toes. Tight end, yeah. we know it's Foster Moreau is your top guy. And if you do need someone your next favorite tight end would be I'm you know I, I'm after tonight so so the the Tuesday games just ended so I'm actually gonna bump Gerald Everett um up there to my number two behind Foster Moreau and then I'll round that out with um ooh, I'll, I'll round it out with Cole Komet for the upside yeah, I'll put Cole Komet at two I think there's some really good upside and it's the same thing some matchup play against Seattle we you love Never mind, I was going to say something else, but I realized it's not what I want. But yeah, Cole Komet, I think it's a great match to take advantage of. And I'll throw Gerald Everett in there at three. I think the way he played tonight against the Rams, there's a lot to look forward to. I just wonder if Tyler Lockett does come back, does that change it a little bit? So I'll put Everett at three, but it's still a good play if you need one. And quarterback, we know it's Taysom Hill. And then your next favorite, is it Tyler Huntley? If If Lamar Jackson is out, yes. Uh, absolutely. Um, so, you know, if, if Jackson is in, then obviously Huntley, you know, drops off the list, but uh, for me, it would be Taysom Hill, Tyler Huntley, and then Justin Fields. I'll go Taysom Hill, Tyler Huntley, and then I will put Jimmy Garoppolo at three. If I like the safety net there and the way he's been playing, I'll take that. And we know t- defenses, there's plenty of good options. It's the chargers, it's the Eagles. And then, Seattle, Vegas, or Atlanta, but plenty of matches you can take advantage of. That's going to wrap it up. Any last words you have for post facing playing in their semifinals this week? Remember, it's skill when you win and luck when you lose. So good, 
good skill, everybody. I hope you know, <laughs> hope the luck doesn't bite you this week. Yes, best of skill, best of luck, however you want to say it. We look forward to talking to you next week and guiding you into your championships matchups. But like we said at the beginning of the show, just monitor status as much as you can to make the most informed decisions because we can study this. We can put as much research as we want into our claims and it'll change in the drop of the hat when somebody else gets placed on COVID IR. So just be sure that you're constantly monitoring and picking up free agents even after your waiver wire period. So best of luck. We look forward to speaking to you next week when it comes time for your fantasy championships. Go get those backups. Good luck. <laughs>